What is going on, people? This is Elder Tenshi, and tonight I am with... Kill. And... Are you questioning yourself? I didn't know, I didn't know who was going first. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, tonight we're doing something a little different. Uh, something that, that Kyo and I and a few, and a few friends that we, we had talked about this for Ever. forever, basically half a decade. We, and it's been put on the back burner. Because it just keeps getting longer and longer. We're actually going to do a list. And um, the, point of the, the point of this list is basically we started out talking about Avatar The Last Airbender around the time that the that the Legend of Korra TV show was out and we and we were like man the Avatar universe has a lot of great strong female, female characters. characters and we were like where else can we find some you know some dope female characters and we were like we got to do a we got to do a list but every year and I'm the procrastinator in this, so you can blame me. Every year, my list just kept getting longer. Because the amount of shows I watch and the amount of characters that I see and love, I and so we decided to do a top 15. So what's going to happen is Kyo is going to give us her 15 first. And then, um, then probably me and whomever else will join into the conversation later is going to do their 15. And that is it. And for me and Nab, it'll be in no particular order. But uh, but our girl Keo already came prepared with her top 15. So let's see who made the list. All right. Who you got? So for number 15, I chose Major Motoko from Ghost in the Shell. Word. Originally, she was going to be higher on my list. But when I really sat and thought about it, because... Recently, I watched the Ghost in the Show movie with you for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. and I, she watched the OG one for the first time. time yeah. For the first time. 30 years in the making watching the first movie. And I was like, the Major is definitely a good character, but she is incredibly fucking boring to watch. Oh, my God. I was like, I like the series way more than the movies. But I was like, she, she's so monotone mm -hmm. that I was like, there's way more better characters that I can put ahead of her because she doesn't personally have that much development. Like, she does epic things. She's good at her job. She takes care of her team. She normally gets her bad guy. But she is just boring to fucking watch. <laughs> Even in standalone complex and later in later films? Like I said, I love standalone complex, but mm -hmm. I still think she's boring. She doesn't have that much development mm. as a character, personally. Period. I never see that. Yeah, maybe it's because like, she's a cyborg and the machine oh. part does it. Who knows? Where so you, that's where... why she's 15. Ah, uh, okay. What were you saying, Nab? I can definitely see that. Major yeah. being uh, boring, having not that much character development. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I think that's fair. So number 14 is Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. All right. Yeah. So you recently finished season Sin three yeah. of uh, Netflix. Um, and uh, honestly, she'd definitely be on my list too. But uh, why'd she make your list and why number 14? Well, I like Jessica Jones as a character. She's more realistic like she's done human very human humanly oh yeah but because she's a bit more humanly and she has more flaws to me she's like the major she gets her job done though the major's a lot more efficient than just 
Jessica Jones. I can definitely see that, yeah. It's just, Jessica Jones is someone you could probably relate to, or you probably know someone who's like her, whereas the major, you don't. Hmm. Like, okay. do you know that many cyborgs? Uh, no. No, <laughs> no, I can't say I, I can't say I do. I'd like to meet a few, uh, and I'm close to being a cyborg myself, but, uh, that's about it. I wouldn't be opposed to me- to meeting Victor Stone. <laughs> Wait, which version of Victor Stone? Um, teen... which version of Cyborg? Teen Titans cartoon. Teen Titans cartoon. Yeah, he's always my favorite one. Oh, uh, okay. Because he's like he's the comedic one. Feel you. Like he and Beast Boy, you can have a good time with. True. I don't like the angry Victor Stone. But you, but he, but his anger is justified though. I could definitely. Yeah, see like that. I definitely see it. His dad's definitely a dick. Hmm. <laughs> But this isn't about you, Victor. Cyborg. Yeah. Right. So number 13 is Celine from Underworld. All right. Now, I watched, I believe, did I watch Underworld with you one time at least? Or we watched another, like, kind of no, gothic we, we watched, film. No, we watched Van Helsing. We watched Van Helsing. How same did I get actress, those, though. How did I get those two mixed up? Because same actress. Same actress, same feel to me. No. Van Helsing is more of a comedy, mm. and Underworld is... Dark and gritty. All right. So, vamp, vampress with a gun. And I was like, that's all I need. Vampress <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> and she killed her maker. That's pretty badass. Mm. And also very taboo, and that's why the second one is justified, and every movie that came after the second one, we just didn't need. We just don't need it. How many movies were there in that Four. franchise? Four. If you're, not counting, if you're not counting Rise of the Lycans, which is a prequel, because then there's five. Hmm. I tried watching the fourth one and do not watch a movie with Celeste. She talked through it the entire time. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm just not used to vampires dying so easily. I was like, listen, the, the werewolves have guns that have ultraviolet rounds in it. It's like shooting them with sunlight. That's why they're dying. I was like, they tell you that in the first movie. She was like, oh, I must have forgot. I was like, shut up and please let me watch my movie. Could be worse. They could sparkle. That's what I like about Underworld is that they don't sparkle. <laughs> And like I said, it was very dark and gritty. It's a, if you don't know what urban fantasy is, watch that movie. It's a great example of urban fantasy. Mm. Which, is some, which is a genre we don't get that much of, period. So number 12 is Samantha Argent from Hunter Killer. Now, okay. I'm, like, we, you, you, talked about, you, you talked about a Hunter Killer in your uh, four non-Marvel yes, I have. Uh, co- comics to movie adaptations. It's my non-bullshit version of X-Men. Non Marvel, non DC. Uh, so, can you run down what that uh, what that story is about? All right, Hunter Killer is about this guy who creates this technology through tattoos, and mm. the tattoo gives whoever he gives whoever he um, inks it on gives them supernatural abilities, almost like X Men. Mm-hmm. Except they're given their ability. Yeah, they're given their ability. They're not born with it. And he used them as mercenaries and fought world wars. He traded them like um, players on a basketball team. And he told them they were protecting the USA, that they were doing good. When they found out he was lying to them, however, they all just split and went AWOL. They Mm. said, fuck you, and they went into hiding. Now, a lot of these people with the abilities started breeding with other people, other with normal humans or with each other, and then their offspring was born with this ability and the tattoos. Mm. And now he assembled a team of people who have this power, who are loyal to them, called the Hunter Killers, to track down the ones that are missing. That's the story. Sounds cool. Like I said, it's my non-bullshit version of X-Men because it got straight to the fucking point. (laughs) 
Like, if X-Men is too convoluted for you, try Hunter Killer. It's 12 issues long, and I wish there was more. As in with X-Men, I wish they would stop. Mm. So Samantha Argent is the leader of the Hunter Killers. She's a lot like the Major, but she's kinder and has a sense of humor. I like sense of humor. Yeah, and her power's pretty cool. Like, she has this... Almost like this lightning ability that she channels through a gun. So she can literally, like, shoot you with lightning. Ah. Yeah. All right. So Eleven is Balsa from Moribito, Guardian of the Spirit or Spirit of the Forest, Guardian of the Forest or something like that. That's a good anime. See? Yeah. See? So you know that character. Yep. And (laughs) she uses a spirit, which is very different. Nice. And basically, she's from this country. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, her life and... Her father's life was in danger. Her father ended up being killed, and he entrusted his best friend with upbringing her, and he kind of gave up everything to raise her. And then he got killed, and she blamed herself for it. Mm. And her thing is, to make amends for the death of her mentor, she has to try to save as many lives as she's taken. So the empress of another country, her son is infected by this water demon, and his father, the king, is going to kill him. They believe that's the only way to end the drought. Mm. So she gives her son to Balsa to protect for the rest of his life. So this warrior is suddenly thrust into motherhood. Mm. And she's actually really good at it. Like, she's nurturing, but she also toughens, up, toughens him up because he's a prince. He's not used to anything or doing anything for himself. Mm. If you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, I probably will one of these days, definitely. It was on Adult Swim. Mm. I used, I had a habit of like falling asleep on it and it took me forever to finish that series because it's kind of, it's kind of quiet. It's not, there are some action to it, but it's more about her raising him and this warrior being kind of becoming a mom figure. So you have, so you really have to be, you really have to be invested. Yeah. It's more like an emotional ride because he also has to learn to stand on his own two feet and not be a prince where he's used to everyone doing everything for him. Respect to that, right? Yeah, there. so he kind of, he has to learn street smarts. Hmm. Alright, so 10 is Ray from Altered Carbon. Now, Ray from the show and Ray from the book are two, or they were done completely different. Yeah. You, and I'm talking about Ray from the book. You didn't even want to, you didn't even want to touch Altered Carbon, the, <laughs> the, uh, the show. She, she had us watch. Yeah, I couldn't finish it. I tried. I got as far I as could, I could. I couldn't finish it either, and we watched three. You, uh, The three of us, matter of fact, watched three episodes you know together? What? I got up to, like, the last two episodes and couldn't finish it. You got to the last two? You and couldn't I finish? couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it anymore. Because in the TV show, they may raid his sister, and I'm like, Ray was the villain in the book and had... He, did, he was an only child. He didn't have siblings, and I thought that was a stupid turn of events. Mm. I was like... Why do people do these things? Yeah, I don't know. And yet they claim to be fans, which is why I don't believe anyone when they say that, especially producers. No, 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 no. But Ray in the book, she's a villain. So here's what happens. Takeshi worked for her when he was a kid because she was a mob boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's a very cruel, cold, and efficient mob boss. And she has a lot to do with the murder mystery in the story. So for people who want to read the book, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But if you watch the TV show, no, he's not. They're not related. It's disregard the TV show entirely. (laughs) But she says something at the end that I had to completely agree with, and that's why I had to put her on the list. 
Yeah, it makes sense to me. Takeshi <laughs> said something about life being precious. Since she tells him life is precious, she's like, oh, please, you always have one dumb fuck somewhere fucking another dumb fuck, making another dumb fuck. She's like, you know what has values? Machines. She's like, human life? Yeah, that's not precious. And I was like, you know what? In a twisted kind of way, she's not wrong. It is twisted, though. It's twisted, but she's not wrong. Hmm. The truth is truth, no matter what form it comes in. And that's why I had to put her on this list. <laughs> Just for that quote. And that right there is a nice place to... <laughs> who, made, who, who made... Oh, man. I got to hear this. Who, who, who made, who made uh, number nine? Okay, you're not going to know her at all. She's a character named Della from the comic book Low. You're right. I don't know her at all. See? <laughs> all right. I only have about three issues of Low because I have issues with the story and the art style. It's so, beautiful art style, but it's a very water painting and like, and it, it's kind of distracting. Like, I can't really tell which motion things are flowing in. Mm, so break it down. Break, uh, break, uh, give, us, uh, give us a cliff note. All right. So Low is a comic book by... Rick Vermeter and Greg Tocchini, who's the artist. And the idea is that the earth has become so radiated that people can't live on it. Mm. So they delved underwater and created these underwater cities, which is where the watercolor art style comes in, which is fantastic. It makes sense, right? Right. It makes it a bit hard to read, though. Mm. (laughs) However, these cities can't last forever, and their oxygens are running out. And the main character, Stella, sent this probe through the ocean, up from Earth, trying to find a new home for her people. Mm. But that would take 10 years. And during this 10-year time, they have like these underwater mechs that only certain people can pilot, and her husband piloted one. And they were going to give it to their daughter, um, what's her name? Their, uh, their other daughter, not Della, but the other one. I can't okay. remember her name. And on their first mission out for her to get a custom using this underwater mech, they got attacked by pirates who yeah. killed their father in front of her. Because of course they did. Yeah, because of course they did, right? <laughs> they got attacked by pirates, and both of her daughters were kidnapped, and she basically went home crying because she couldn't fight back. Mm-hmm. And it was just her and her son after that. Her son got into drugs, and he, he eventually ended up getting arrested for murder. And, but she never stopped believing that one day she would find her daughters. So, the daughter that has the mech, the pirate kept her because she's the only one who can use the mech. Because mm-hmm. I guess it's like a bloodline thing. They didn't quite explain it that well. Mm. And Della, however, was sold to like this Russian guy and became a cop. Hmm. And she's this very hardcore cop. But they have this strange rule. is This Russian ruler does not like propaganda specifically he does not like happy propaganda anything that can make someone happy he does not want it in his city and so he has adopted daughter della hunt these people down exactly and arrest them and or kill them i wouldn't fit in that world i'm a hugger so yeah this guy like yes. he, he he's like no the world is harsh and grim and people need to face that reality no happiness ever period so people who write happy stories or do happy paintings or whatever, they have to all do it in secret, and they, they print out pamphlets and short stories about happiness and festivities, and they're hunted down and slaughtered. And then Della finds out that her own girlfriend is one of the painters making all these happy paintings. And, but she doesn't want her to get taken, so she rushes back to her house 
to where her girlfriend is. So she was like, it was you. Why? Why do you have to do this? You know the trouble was going to cause you. And she was like, because I can't live without beautiful art. And in a struggle, she ends up killing her, shooting her right in the head, point blank. And you know what? Sheesh. She, she cries over it, but she realizes that because she was involved with this person, she's going to be guilty by association, mm-hmm. and she gets the fuck out. Now, Della is hard fucking core. Hard to the core. I, would go, I could go more into her, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to. If you haven't read Low, it's not the greatest thing ever, but I do like Della. But it's that one character. <laughs> yes. I was like, I would read this for her. Because you know what? Her brother became a better character, and then he got killed. Because he was very negative, and he was like, Mom, you hurt the people around you with your optimism, which is what he says to her. After she saved him from, you know, him hanging himself in prison. So is it like one of those one of those stories where do not get attached to one character because they might not live? I Here's the thing. is like Rick Remander wrote this after his battle with depression. He wrote it while he was very depressed, and he, this is like the culmination of all his negative feelings, which is why a lot of the worlds and characters are very negative. It was a personal story for him because he was trying to find hope and faith, and that's why Stella, the mom, is a main character. That's why it's about her. And she's very much like Katara. Actually, she's just Katara without water bending it with blonde hair. Mm. So if you're into feelings and if you really want to read the things that depresses Rick Remander personally, then read it. I kind of got tired of this crap, plus the art style makes it hard to read. Mm. But I still like Della as a character. Eh. Plus, her sister's like, help me, save me. She's like, nah, you're going to save yourself. Wow. <laughs> I mean... They haven't seen each other since they were like nine. They barely know each other anymore. All right, so number eight, can you guess? Mm. I almost forgot this character and I was so disappointed in myself. And I was like, how could I ever forget you? How? Is it Excel? No. Okay. Um. <laughs> can we right. get the hell out? Hi, Hedgehog, why are you dying again? <laughs> All right, give me. Wait, is it a. Uh, is a. Uh, um, what's your name from Chrono Trigger? I've never seen Chrono Trigger. I mean, not, trigger, uh, not, not Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Crusade. Chrono Crusade. I was thinking of adding her to the list, but I didn't. Witch Hunter Robin? I was thinking about it, but she... No. Uh, like, she, like Robin fails in comparison to everyone else. I'm sorry. That's, no, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I still love this show. Don't get me wrong. Me too. Who is it? I, I can't get... It. Yo, Nab, you got a guess? Uh, no. No? Uh. Hawkeye from Full Metal Alchemist. All right. Like, I almost forgot about Riza Hawkeye, and I was sad, disappointed in myself. Man. Because where would Mustang be, really, without her support? Word. Or without her protection, really? There are a lot of fans out there that would, that would love you for that right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't have to explain Hawkeye. It's nah, Hawkeye. You, really, you really don't have to explain her. Now, the next character is something, like, you and I would know about, but I don't think a lot of other people would. Hit me. Michelle from Glass Fleet. Oh, man. Yes, what didn't Michelle do? Oh, dude. She was the revolutionary. Okay, Glass Fleet. Glass Fleet does not get, it's not in the conversation enough. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. It, it really isn't. It's an anime you probably never heard that you should definitely watch. Space drama, family drama, someone trying to, trying to keep their, their brother's legacy going, and it's, and it brought a tear. It brought a couple of tears to my eyes while watching it. And it's been years, but I can still remember Never. certain scenes vividly. 
right? So why is why, explain why okay. why she made your list? Like you said, Glass Fleet is a space drama, but it really feels like it's what 16th century France. Yeah. And Michelle assumes her brother's what's her real name? You know, I I forget. Because Michelle is her brother's name. Yeah, I you know I forget because we just know her as yeah, Michelle. as Michelle. You know, what? I kept trying masquerading to re- as her brother. brother. I kept trying to remember her last name. Is it Val Valmont Valmont or something? I wouldn't know. I have to. It's watch. something French. <laughs> I'd have to watch it again. There's a lot of French in that in that show. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. Michelle is a guy's name. True. Yeah, it's Michael. Right. Right. So Michelle assumes her brother's identity after he dies. And she leads a revolution for the freedom of her people, but she can't do it as herself because she's female. Yeah, she's female. And it's modeled on 16th century France, and her place should be, you know, someone's wife. And she's like, nah, fuck that. She's like, because they're in space, they're threatening being swallowed by a black hole. People, however, worship this black hole as a religion, the black star religion. Mm. And she's moving through the politics, getting caught up in... yeah, the black hole is the top of her problems, but there are politics. She doesn't have the funding. People only know her as her brother's name. Her brother was a master swordsman. She's kind of, she's good, but she's not him. Makes sense. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, the only person who really knew the difference was Vetti when he fought her. And we didn't find that out until like midway like through the show. And the show itself is a good, what, 13 episodes? Yes. 13 to 16 Thirteen episodes. What I rem- what I remember vividly, besides the battles that they would get in, is when they were explaining what she had to go through to masquerade as her, her as her brother. Her brother has a scar on his back, and to make it more authentic, she went through the pain of actually of scarring of her back. Scarring her back, just just so just just so she. Would look would, like him. Would like look people, like him. I mean, people don't even see his back. He's yeah. they're they're clothed. See, they're clothed through most of the show. The only time you really see her back is like once or twice in a, in a scene, but that's it. Yeah. But and you know, her ship gets hijacked by the space pirate named Cleo. Mm. He has a secret, and she wants Cleo's help because his lo- his followers are loyal to him, and he's charismatic. He can bring more people to her side, but he doesn't really give a damn about this revolution. And he cares less about the black hole up until the end. Mm. So you have the corrupt emperor, young emperor Vetti, the corrupt priest from the um, black hole mm. religion, the black star religion. And she's just trying to free her people because they're being taxed. They're starving. If you, it's everything medieval in space. In space. Which makes it badass. <laughs> Definitely a, uh, I, I can't even say overrated or underrated. I don't, I just don't think it's, talked about, about enough i don't think it's been seen you <laughs> know I, I really don't think it's talked about enough uh, last time i checked funimation had it um yeah it's always been funimation but uh yeah that was all that was an awesome show man that was a I, I would call that a deep cut i would really call that a deep cut michelle has always been one of my favorite characters because the amount of hell she had to go through to mm-hmm. gain respect and she's getting it on her brother's name but with her own merits nice because remember, the only people who find out who she really is is Cleo, the space pirate, and Vetti, the emperor. And when he finds out she's not her brother, he loses complete interest. Mm. Cause... Oh, oh man, what what you what you think, Nab? I I I think I think that might be uh, might be something to talk about in Otaku Labs in in the future. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe. 
All right, so who else we got on this list? Number six is Lady Mechanica. Now, you also mentioned that in your, uh, in your four uh, yes. comics to movie adaptions. Yeah. Yes, the steampunk. The steampunk. Yeah. Edward, Edward Elric has auto male arms and legs, except hers is both her legs and both her arms, so she went through more hell than, than Ed did. Mm. And she didn't even, you know, she didn't do that shit to herself. Someone else did it. Mm. And like Sherlock Holmes, she randomly solves crimes. And, but she's also known as the mechanical huntress, because if you're being plagued by something unknown, she'll go fight it. It could be a monster, it could be a cult, it could be whatever. If you got a problem, you give her a call, she'll show up. Nice. And you know what? She's, it's an underrated comic. Mm. I don't think a lot of people has heard enough of it, because it used to be published by Aspen. But I guess Aspen and the creator, Joe Benitez, had a falling out, because now he's self-publishing. Hmm. And you can only really get it from either ordering it on his website or going to your local comic shop and asking them to order it for you. How many issues? Okay, so Lady Mechanica is divided into arcs, and each arc has like one to five issues. The longest one is the first arc, and that has six issues. The next arc has like four, and then five, then four. And he designed it that way so that anyone at any point could pick up the story and not be lost. Like, they, you don't have to go to the first art and start reading. You can if you want, which is what I did. But you could pretty much pick up and follow it anywhere. Nice. He did it to make it easier for the readers. And you know what? It's not very... It's not mature, but it's not very immature. Like, this isn't a hard R comic. It's not really a PG-13. Like, there's a lot of drug and alcohol references because her best friend Archie is an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. He ends up hating her eventually. Like, where I'm at right now, he really fucking hates her. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, he... Blames her for ruining his life, or at least a part of it. Mm. But it's something that I would like to see live action, not even as a movie. They can make it a miniseries, considering you. I would. Make I would every say, issue its own episode. Yeah, I'd, it, that's what that's what I was thinking when you mentioned it before. Like, like considering all the parts and the yeah. amount of time and money it would take to make everything. I don't I think would, it would even do that much. I mean, all you would need is like you could film it in London because that's where it takes place. It takes place in England, and yeah. you just have need a Victorian backdrop and make a you know steampunk cars. That's it, really. Yeah, I think people I, do that for conventions on like what a hundred dollars. Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> but they're not constantly. They're 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 wa they're walking around the convention floor taking pictures and pos and 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 possibly uh, uh, they're they're possibly participating in like cosplay events, but they're not like constantly moving in in action and everything. And there's but I'd like I'd like to see either one. Honestly, animation would probably be my my go to. I want Kate Beckinsale to be Lady Mechanica. That's it. <laughs> me, uh, me and a friend of mine, we decided we were going to fan cast it. Yep. And she gave me that idea. She was like, Kate Beckinsale. And I was like, yes, do it. Someone call her immediately. Like, her accent wouldn't even be fake. It'd be real. <laughs> nice. It's the only thing where I would accept British accents because they're already English. Makes sense. So we got, who All we right, got so next? Next is Janelle from the Black Jewels trilogy. All right. Again, something else you never heard of. It's all good. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> it's not an anime. It's an... Very long book series that I have. There's like... How many over, volumes? Over six. Because it's very long. Because what I like about it is not one portion of Janelle's life. It's her entire life. It's her entire life? Yeah, from the time she's a kid up until her death. Okay. And then it's even after her death because the other characters still live on. Hmm. So the main premise is, is fantasy. So they're in their own world. Their physics, their magic works completely different. 
but it's not Lord of the Rings. It's one of the first fantasy books I ever read where it was nothing reminiscent of Lord of the Rings, and that's what I loved about it. There were no orcs, there were no elves. There was none of that bullshit. <laughs> none of it. And you know what? It didn't try or imitate anything else either. So in this world, there are gems that, gemstones that have power. Mm-hmm. And your power depends on the color of your gem. The darker your gem, the more power you have. And you can do anything with this power. It's a magic power. You can grow things. You can kill people. You can save someone. You can use it for healing. You can use it for hurting. Whatever. It's magic. Mm. Janelle is six years old. And her there's two, two ways you can get a um, gem. A, you're born with it, which is born with one color. And B, you have to make an offering to the darkness. When you do that, you get your a more mature and permanent power. And it's also another color, depending on the, de- the depths of your power. Mm. So Janelle was born with the darkest gems you can have. You need to take a call? Uh, no, nah, I'm just uh, texting my dad. But okay. Keep, go- keep going. She's born with the darkest powers she can have, which are the black jewels. And then when she's an adult, she gets an even blacker jewel and she gets 13 of them. 13? Yeah, because that's how strong her power is. Hmm. But as a kid, she could do things with her power that she couldn't explain to other people. So her family thought she was fucking nuts. And they put her in a mental institution because she could travel the realms freely. Like she went to the realm of hell, she went to the shadow realm, and she met all these different people who seemed to have, who understood her power better than her family. So the first book is about that when she's a kid. The second book is about her growing into her power. And then the third one is her actually using her powers to get rid of the evil that's tainting the realms. Mm -hmm. Because what's a magic story without, you know, the wicked, bad, evil mothers? Yeah. (laughs) So she got to get rid of two of them who have ruined a lot of other characters' lives. Nice. And, like, her power is so strong that she's probably one of the most powerful mag- mages, period. Like, she could decimate Middle-earth. Hell, she could destroy everyone in Game of Thrones. You come at her with a sword, she's like, yeah. She made the sun disappear for seven days. Why? Because this magic council told her she had seven days to make a decision, and she was like, well, she was like, what makes a day a day? The sun, right? So she hid the sun for seven days. Because she was like, because as long as it's nighttime, I don't have to make this decision, do I? Oh, so she found a way around it. Yeah, she mm. found a loophole. <laughs> and her um, adopted father, Bedger, he was like, yeah. He was like, I understand what you're doing. But he was like, think about the plants and the animals that need the sun. And she was like, oh, of course. She was like, the sun being blacked out is just an illusion. That's what everyone else sees. It's not actually affecting the world. Ha. Huh. Yeah, that was her thing. That's how powerful she is. She can make the sun go away or cast an illusion so that people can't see the sun. Hmm. Yeah, Daenerys wouldn't stand a chance. You have a dragon? She has one too. <laughs> her dragon talks though. <laughs> he also lives in her basement. That sounds awesome. Um, it's a long series, but it's a good read. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's one of the first fantasies I read where I was like, look, they're not imitating Lord of the Ring. Oh, thank God. Hmm. All right, so who's next? Cheda from Songs of the Shattered Sand series, which is what I'm reading now. All right, and uh, what, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the lowdown on that? Unfortunately, this is a vengeance story, which is my deepest problem with this, is that it's just vengeance. Vengeance, my dear, is boring. It should be a creative writing sin. Don't just do vengeance. Vengeance is hella cliche. <laughs> but the shit she goes through for her vengeance has turned her into a hero. 
uh, in what way? That she's, her, her people, her tribe has been decimated and, peop, and the kings who rule the city pretty much try to exterminate them every chance they get, or at least that's the way it seems. I actually don't believe that. Mm. But she's trying to bring them back from destruction. Now the people, now they sacrificed her tribe to save the city like 400 years ago. Yeah. And the gods gave the kings all their special immortality and powers. But the people they sacrificed became these monsters called the Asirum. Which, imagine Titans, if Titans kind of, kind of ran like on all fours like a dog and had black skin and could, well, they can tear you apart, but the fact is they're not, they don't have a bullshit origin. Okay. <laughs> like Attack on Titans. Oh yeah, they're, they don't turn into like puff and steam and smoke. <laughs> like when Hange did like those experiments. Mm-hmm. These <laughs> things will tear you apart and they're under control of the kings. So nothing you say, can, or do will stop them from eating you. She, however, found out the true story behind them, and she's trying to free them from the king's control because they were people at one point. And by restoring their memories, almost kind of Kingdom Heart-ish, and trying to get them to recall their humanity, she's trying to help free these people, mm-hmm. which is not working too well. Doesn't sound like it. Nah, they've been under control for 400 years. The only things they eat are like other people and drink blood. And Sheesh. it's not like she can feed them people. But Cheetah's still pretty badass. Yeah. She, she uses a sword. She, they do have magic in their world. She's like one goddess has sided with her. All the other gods want them both dead. <laughs> it's a good series, like if you haven't read it. It's four books in, five if you count one of the prequels, which I say you should. Hmm. Yeah. Of oh, Sand and Mal's Maid is important to one of the characters. Not her, but one of the other main characters. Cool. So, top three. Oh, we're already down to three. I swear, uh, if you don't know who the top three is, I'll be so disappointed. How am I going to know all three? All right, number three is Katara. I knew one of them had to be Katara. I wasn't. I, I didn't think I was going to know all three at all, though. But I like Katara, but I don't like her kind of motherly attitude towards Aang. At first? At She... You know the joke they make about her about giving speeches about hope all the time? Yeah. That's, that was fucking annoying, and I don't like that part of her character. <laughs> but I'm not, but you know, she makes up for it by having this ridiculously awesome power. <laughs> and let's face it, bloodbending should not exist. It should be Katara's ability only. No one else should have that. But, uh... Wasn't it what's-her-name's ability first? It was, that, it, was that, it was that woman's ability first. Yeah, but Katara took it from her, learned it, and then that woman... Yeah, she eventually, she, like, she died. There was no one else after Katara. Yeah, and then 70 years later, there was more, there was more people. Like, it, my, 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 my thing when people complain no, about the... Uh, let me just write, after, after, after Katara. Dies, uh, it was Katara. It should have only belonged to Katara, because she wasn't going to teach it to anybody because of how dangerous bloodbending is. Yeah, but eventually people figured it out for themselves. Did they? Yeah, there was only there was only a few there was only a few people in there that knew how to how to blood bend, and then everybody had some sort of specialty I don't bending. It because Me neither. Bending circuit took away creativity. Yeah, it really does. It, at that point, it just so becomes like repetitive. Anybody, I don't think anybody would be sitting around. Oh, I can move my blood around. Yeah. There was that, remember, just like, just like when people were, were, they figured out how to do lightning and it became just like a normal job. It's set, it's seven decades later. So somebody right, at no, some. I'm talking about the 
because of the pro-bending circuit existing, mm-hmm. uh, people stopped being creative with their unique bending and kind of just did, like, the basic things just to get by. Well, yeah, I mean, things, you know, things change once you, once you figure things like that out, when stuff like that turns from underground, underground to overground. As far as I know, he's the only character to do that. We didn't see anybody, we saw metal benders, yes, but nobody. But yeah, but Toph taught people to metal. She taught, yeah, she taught. She had a, she had a school. Yeah, she had, she had schools, but according to the comics, but it. You know, it's just it's like bloodbending is so specific. Who else would even have thought to use? To be like, oh, maybe I can tr- control the water in people's blood. Well, think well, think about it this way: the the you know, the woman I forgot her name, but the but the puppet master, yeah, she figured it out as a survival instinct. Yeah, survival, and the survival guy, instinct. And the guy we see in Korra does not use it as a survival tactic. I mean, he. He didn't even need it. Yeah. Once again, he he but he used it as a he used it as a tool to intimidate to intimidate people, and it was seven and it was seventy years later. So. And you know what? Korra could have learned it from Katara, and Katara didn't teach her. I don't think she. I I really don't. I, I honestly, and I don't want to turn this into a full airbender conversation, but I I, I feel like they. It should have showed us more of Katara. I wanted, OG. I wanted more of Katara specifically because she was more, still alive. Yeah, I wanted to see more of the OG. Um, I want to know what happened to Sokka. Damn it! I want to know what happened. Said, to, I want to know what happened Yusuke. to all of them. <laughs> but uh, after they, uh, after um, Avatar: The Last Airbender ended, when they were about when they were about to announce uh, Korra, before they announced Korra, there was this uh, there was this this drawing that the creators did of everyone grown up right including yeah. zuko with like two swords and ang and and ang and katara together and Sa- and saka everybody everybody together you know just older and i'm like so how come we didn't see any of that i mean you could say wait you know wait for it in the comics but we haven't seen it yet so that's my that's my whole avatar rant but anyway so you so you added katara for her power but you were annoyed by her i'm, I'm annoyed by a that little nuance in her character and her personality annoys the fuck out of me. Because it's like when I was reading Monstrous, and every other panel she's telling you she's going to avenge her mother's death. And I'm like, okay, kid, I got it the first ten times you said it. You don't need to repeat it 20 more times on the same damn page. That's what this is. It was just annoying to hear over and over and over. And even Avatar makes fun of it in the play when they went to go see Ember Island. And I was yeah. like, you know what? At least Avatar, the creators of Avatar, had a they, sense of humor. Yeah, and they, that's missing from Monstrous is that someone imitating Micah, because I fucking would. <laughs> but she's the same as Aaron to me. I'm like, Vengeance is completely fucking boring. Stop it, people. Please stop. Or at least have, like, another side plot. Like, Chada's side plot is she wants to free the Asirum because she thought what happened to them was done wrong. And they need to, you know, like die and go move on instead of being held and used as monsters to kill other people mm. she has a whole side plot and i'm like it's not just vengeance for her her story moved past that and i was like thank you but a lot of other people are still failing to do that and they're doing it miserably but i digress mm. my second favorite character is Toph. 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 is there anything to hate about Toph? she's this little munchkin who will knock you the fuck out um, she's uh, the Goku Sin. If the Goku Sin was actually was yay high, <laughs> she yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, her younger younger Toph. Yes. Yeah, younger Toph. Her, her cool. Older Toph, cool, but kind I, of a bitch mom. Kind like, of a bad <laughs> mom. Not bad. not a bad mom, but a very neglectful one. I mean, you you taught your you taught your kids how to fight, how to defend themselves, all that stuff. Cool, but they they distanced themselves from you because of because of infighting and it, it just she is the batman of their world okay she's she's not that emotional she has her own problems and she kind of fulfills her own emotional needs like batman so she didn't give a lot of affection to her children yep which is why they had issues with her them and each other and you know she also has like she's more promiscuous than katara i mean katara I mean, they I get- stay together but Toph had I like can, two kids by two different men. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, you know, I that that's really nothing to forgive. That's her, you know, that's that's her life. You know what I'm saying? That's that's her life. It's not like she it's not like we found out ever who she was with and then she stepped out on him. No. You know, they, they it's just she Like she said, "Oh, your father was a nice man, but it didn't work out." She got together, it didn't work out. She had a kid, but it didn't work yeah. out. Stuff that's real. <laughs> but I love Toph's power. Her earth bending can defeat Gara's sand bend. Sand power. Mhm. And I hate to admit that because I love Gara, but I also love Toph. And her, of everyone I've ever seen who uses an elemental earth power, I don't think they can defeat Toph, period. And she created metal bending because she's badass. Yeah. Like, she was literally metal before metal was invented in her world. Yeah. <laughs> so, number one. I who swear. is, okay, who, who could number one be? And you breeze through this list. Like. Like, like nothing. Almost in so, an hour. So, mu- so number one. Are you, is Azula the princess to end all princesses? And we are staying in With the Avatar. Ava- we're staying. We're staying in the universe that inspired us to do this list. Can I get some bomb? Because I don't go. think I love anyone more. Like I love Azula more than Toph, but I like Toph more than Katara. But I still love Katara. And at the point that we're recording this, Gray Delisle just celebrated a birthday. Not uh, just a f- just a few days ago. So big ups to Happy the voice birthday, of Azula. Happy birthday, Gray Delisle. My princess to end all Disney princesses. Disney, stop your bullshit now because Azula will bankroll your ass. Is there anything to hate about Azula? Like her power, she was a prodigy. She has the prowess. She's intelligent. I mean, she could take over the fucking country herself. And pro- the only thing is, I don't think she's a good administrator. She probably couldn't run it. No, she no. Like, she couldn't. definitely couldn't run it. She that that's that's why because she she can't she does not get along with people. That's the that, she's that's very the antisocial. She's very antisocial. She we, gets everything through manipulation and fear and intimidation. But she learned that from her parents. from her from her parents, and that in 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 they played favorites purposely, right? And that's what it did to her and Zuko, right? And in that and in that case, it turned her into she when she eventually snapped. You got why. But you got why more when you read the search. Like we Yeah. And I still say that, that the search was done badly because it gypped her. She needed the closure so much more than Zuko and she still didn't get it. All she got was, I'm sorry I didn't love you. And she ran away crying. I like you can feel Azula's pain. Like all she really wants is someone to love her and she just never got it. Her father only likes her because she's a prodigy and he used her against, you know, his wife and Zuko, who she favored. No one really liked or loved her for her, but she never really tried being anything than someone else's expectations. No, and when she, and, and the... Like, Azula is such a deep character, and she does not get the credit she fucking deserves. I think she's a tortured a lot, character. There's a lot to, there's a lot to be, 
uh, dissected from Azula. her character, and not <laughs> she's to, tortured, and not to men- not to mention the fact that she was actually like accidentally played. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and read the you know and read the search if you haven't. It's yeah, a few years I would old say by now, it. but it's a real it's still a really good read. Like the it, like the ending for some is meh, but at the for same me it was uh, but getting to but getting to but getting that point. To it, you like know, the stuff you learn about their parents, that's important. Yeah, that that is very important to the story. And there would have been a fourth season. That really? would that would have yeah, there would have been a fourth season. I thought they said that like they did it that way, and people just assumed there was, and there really wasn't. There w- there would have been a fourth season, but they ended up doing the live action adaptation. We don't speak on that. So that's the horror that oh, shall not be named. Speaking of okay, but speaking of live action adaptation, so you know how I want to be tough, damn it. You know how they're doing the net like the Netflix uh, adaptation show soon. Yeah. Right. And we're going. I didn't know it was soon, but oh yeah, I knew about it. Well, right now it's it's still in in like pre production, right? So oh, no, not even no, not even not even limbo. Oh, this okay. is this is. They're doing costuming and stuff like this that. This is happening. Yeah, the only thing we do not have is uh, op- you know, like confirmation on actors yet. But please, uh, no race bending. Oh, they ain't gonna no, they ain't gonna do that. They've already they've already told us. Um, and matter of fact, we um. We're we're gonna do a we're gonna do a fan casting in the future, uh, for for the live action Last Airbender, um, but uh, with 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 that in mind, you know that since this is gonna be, since this is gonna be on Netflix as opposed to um regular cable TV, there's a lot more that they could do. Yeah. So they'll probably make her a little darker. I say. mean, Azula is a dark character, but I. Other than darkness, I see her. She's very tortured, and no very, one really very underst- much so. No one understands her pain, and no one. They just see someone who's overly aggressive. They don't see the trouble in the fact that she's a little crying girl that it, that she's hiding behind. And that would be a, that, that would be a case for that would be a case for uh, like for mental illness, and in a case for somebody to actually talk to her. She's a very she's a very tortured soul. She could de- you know she could definitely wipe you out if she if she wanted to. The only person that she really listened to was her dad i guess her dad and her teachers and her and and, and, and her teachers but remember they they drilled a perfectionist attitude into her yeah because there's like azula you were nearly perfect and there she's like one hair out of place god damn it Uh, she wanted to flip a chair i mean they saw that she was a prodigy so they ran so they ran Ran with with that plus the fact that the they put too much stress on someone so young. I like she was a little twisted anyway to begin with. Yeah. But they could have controlled that had they had I don't know showed her some kind of love. Mm. Or maybe not. Maybe she's a born psychopath and it never would have mattered. But the fact that she breaks down at the end of the series yeah, when that, she's having the delusions of her mother says she's that not. Hu- that that right there humanized her. That, she was always human. It's like just that, no. I mean yeah. like I mean it made her without the yeah without. The like the the complex that she that she very clearly had that yeah. that time when she broke down and broke and and broke the mirror seeing that you know seeing uh, images of her mother talking you know talking, talking to, to her. her and she's like oh you always had such beautiful hair because when she tries to cut it she can't comb it right it's it that that was you know that was very that was that like watching that again that's 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 eye opening. And yeah, that's a very like that scene nearly makes me cry. Yeah, exactly. So I I I would really definitely Azula, Azula deserves I think she deserves that number 1 spot. Right. So Azula has always was since her introduction was always my favorite character in the show mm-hmm. and I feel like she never gets 
the props she deserves. Like, yes, we know she's good, but she's an actual human under there too. Yeah. And but people just want to say she's a psychopath. No, she's not the Joker. She's not doing this shit for no reason. She's a child crying up for help, and she had no and one she's to not turn getting, to. And she's not getting it. And she's she never not getting got it. it. And she's never gotten it. I was like, she's a sad girl. That's what she is. But she, but she is hyper fucking intelligent. Yep. Brilliant. Like everything she did, she's extremely brilliant. She did something her uncle couldn't do. She got into Bossing Say. She tore down the fucking walls. Azula became her own legend. Even if when she ended up in the myth, um, the hospital that Zuko puts her in. Yep. I was like, he should still have like a part of a history book dedicated to her actions. She was a fucking legend. She was a boss. Mm. She would have been a terrible empress. Let's get that straight. Yeah. But she fucking owned what she did, though. She never said sorry. And she knew what she was doing wrong. And parts of her just didn't care. But she tried to be human, like, at the party. Yeah, she tried. She tried. <laughs> she tried. But then she, but then as soon as... See, her trying to flirt with another guy. I wanted more scenes about her <laughs> being awkward. But that wasn't just awkward. She said, do you, you know, you and I will be together as a, like, a power couple and conquer over the... I'm like... Because she doesn't know what else to say. I mean, what... No one... Zuko was way more natural at this than she was. But I will say... Well, because Zuko was a lot more sensitive than she, than she is. I mean, her... Her and Aang were both awkward because Aang never really knew what to say to Katara and right. Azula kind of just went over the top. Right. Exactly. Like she was like, your outfit's so sharp, it, sh- it can sink an S-class battleship. She... Because that's all, look, yeah, that's that's all, all she, she knew. knows is like military that's stuff. All she, that's all she knew. That's she not could, her fault. She could lead a thousand troops into battle <laughs> easy. No, pro- no problem. But as far as like going to a, going to a party and mingling. Oh, no. Nah. Is is not happening. Oh, she can destroy that party. Oh like, yeah. Like they proved at the end of the episode. Oh yeah. But Azula will always be my number one. She'll always be. She's my princess to end all princesses. Disney, stop your bullshit. We don't need any more princesses. Grey Delisle nailed it. All right. <laughs> stop so, it. <laughs> so is that a thank you to Nickelodeon? Yes, I've never hated Nickelodeon. No, no, no. It sounds like you're, no, you're saying stop to Disney, yes. but it's not. But this sounds like a, a Nickelodeon giant. nailed the princess trope. There's like we can do it a thousand <laughs> times better, and they did. Like it took Disney this long to have like females do anything but save themselves, maybe except for Mulan. I mean, but we Mulan had, came first. But, we had yeah, so. we had Mulan. We had we had. But I'm talking about like Anna and stuff. Frozen. Yeah. I mean, everybody, yeah, I mean. But, I still haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. Uh, but you know what? You got Moana. And technically, technically I do love Moana. And technically, she's not a princess, but she is. So. Let's face it. Every Disney main character is a princess. Yeah, uh, they are. Mulan's not a princess. She's still a Disney princess. She's still a Disney princess in branding, but that's a, that, that's a brand. That's, <laughs> but, that's Chinese mythology. But, uh... <clears throat> So that's fi- so that's fifteen epic characters. Some from uh, from stories I have never heard of, and other ones that we've only talked to talked about in uh, you know in a in a little bit in conversation. I'm glad I could explain Hunter Killer. I really want more people to read that, especially if you're a fan of X Men. It should be up your alley. And if you've ever seen the anime Taboo Tattoo, I think they might have gotten that premise from Hunter Killer because it's older. Except Taboo. Taboo Tattoo is absolutely fucking horrible, and I don't recommend it, like, at all. Gotcha. Like, even on your most bored day, do not stare clear of that fucking show. You will be happy you saved yourself the hours. <laughs> Yo, that show is crappy. <laughs> well, I'll take, I'll, take your, I'll take your word on it. It wasn't really on my radar when it came out, anyway. 
It wasn't on mine, but it was on someone else's. I was at their house, and they were watching it, and so hey. I got forced to watch it, and I was like, this show was awful. Yeah, but at least you gave it a shot. It doesn't... And I, I feel worse for giving it a shot. I mean, th- those are hours of my life I'm not getting back that I wasted on that damn show. <laughs> but camaraderie, and I was like, uh, I guess it's if it makes you happy. Hey, you tried. <laughs> I tried, and you that was tried. just something I could not do. Sorry. Yeah, but you know what? That was 15 very... Very good choices, and um, I, and uh, honestly, I can't wait to hear what everyone else comes out with. So uh, I can't wait to hear what you come out with. What I come out with, man, I'll probably go last at this point because I are I, you gonna add Michelle to your list too? Look, I have too many in my head. That's my problem. I to whittle it down to to just a few. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but like I said, I did it by deeds and. How yeah. much I like their personality. Like, I love the major, but I think she's fucking boring. Right. So, I'll, you know what? But I'll, I'll try and, I'll try and like, try not to be biased. Like, they're, like, they're just cool because they're cool. Like, no, no, no. Like, what do they, what do, they do to, get that, to get that spot, at, le- at, at least to me? But, uh, yeah. Um, Nab, what did, you think, what, did you think of, uh, what did you think of her list, man? Well, that was a really cool list. I don't think he was listening half the time. <laughs> I think he was, but he just he he he. I think he's sleeping over there. Like he he stayed in the you know, he just stayed in the background, man. He, but, except for you know except when we got to Avatar. When we got to Avatar, we were all talking about about that. Everything else I didn't really know. Or yeah. Understandably so, so. Yeah, understandably so. That's why I asked for a synopsis for for each because there might be some that you pick that I don't know, you know, and I'm definitely gonna I'm be pretty sure there'll be. Things you guys are gonna pick that I don't know. And there's definitely gonna be stuff that that Pat picks that we might that we might know and then we might not because he might go deeper into the into the uh, the story of it. But uh, I'm pretty sure he might just pick mostly Marvel. I don't think so. He's not like he's not that um you know he he's not that much of a just a Marvel fanboy just to pick Marvel because he's 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 read a lot of. You know what? Fiction over the years. A top one of my top contenders was actually Storm, it, but it's just like I loved everyone else more, and I really yeah. don't want to put. I don't want to highlight more Marvel than anyone else, because everyone else already does it, and I just don't want to do that. Hey, look. But you, I still love Storm. Like, yeah, I think she had a very interesting life, and her life is more interesting than Wolverine's, and she does not get the credit she deserves. I think it's because they've never they really never tried. <laughs> they've never really tried they with Storm. They're trying. The most that they've di- they've done it in the they've done it in the comics but as far as like live action adaptations yeah. outside of that one fanfic we saw. Yeah, that one one. Like that one fanfic called Rain, a Storm fan film where they basically used Mohawk um, Storm, Storm and yeah. it was dark, it was gritty, nice nice dialogue and it was short. And uh, it was just, and we were, and we were waiting for that to come out for like two, three years. Yeah. I rem- I remember seeing that article on Afropunk and be like, I had to, I had to tell you that it was a storm. Uh, there was a storm coming. There was a storm film coming. There's a storm coming. No, that would have been perfect title. Oh man, but it. The puns. It, the puns. It's enough to get Nightwing shot in the head. Right. <laughs> Which yeah. I will always use that as a reference for puns now. Yeah. Don't go the way of, Rick, of Rick, Dick Grayson. You're going to get shot in the head. You make a pun. <laughs> so, here, so here's what I'm going to do. I am going to put everyone's like 15 or how many they have out separately. Okay. Okay. So that way it gives everyone time to 
you know, to uh, come up with you know, come up with their list. Whenever they're ready to record, that's what we're gonna do, and we'll put this out as like bonus episodes. So you know, but that was a great list, and I love that we finally are doing this. After uh, I've been asking for how many years? When are we gonna do it? When are we gonna do it? When are yeah? When are we gonna do it? Soon, yeah. soon, soon, soon. Soon never happened. I look. I until uh, now. I uh, I was the procrastinator on this. You I'm were. sorry. Like I said, you can blame me. But in the meantime, let us know what you thought of her top 15 epic females of fiction. And definitely stick, stick around for the, um, uh, for, the rest of the, for the rest of the crew's top 15. And uh, let us know what you think of those. Are you interested in any of the uh, reading materials she mentioned or any of the anime we were, t- we were talking about earlier? And who would be your number one? Let us know. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram and wherever else you get your podcasts fixed. I am Elder Tenchi. Peace out to Kyo. And peace out to Nabjita. What was that? He was excited. I just want to give a Woo! Yeah. It sounded more like a moo to me. Moo? You because... know what I found out makes can make moo sounds? What? Tigers. Tigers moo. They can? Yes. Like uh-huh. a cow. <laughs> Okay, now they I literally gotta, just go. Meow. Now I gotta look this up. <laughs> YouTube, big cat just, rescue. Just because I gotta look. <laughs> I gotta look this. They up. have a whole video about like the weird sounds cat, big cats can make. Tigers can moo, which is adorable. <laughs> but then you have to realize though, that tiger can kill you. <laughs> yeah. Do not make fun of his moo. Do not make fun of the moo, and that's where we're gonna end it. <laughs> Peace, <laughs> love, and never be normal.